Voice of Fintech. Welcome to Voice of Fintech, a podcast mapping out the Swiss and global fintech scene, connecting fintech enthusiasts with startups, incubators, accelerators, business angels and VCs, and incumbents interested in partnerships. Voice of Fintech will help you navigate the fintech ecosystem. Here you can listen to the startup founder stories, what investors and incumbents are looking for when dealing with startups, and find out more about resources provided by incubators and accelerators. My name is Rudy Fallad and I'll be hosting this podcast. Hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today we're joined by co-founders of Helvengo, which is an insurtech uh, targeted at SMEs. We'll find out more what they can do for SMEs, why is it needed, how is it different from uh, other products and services out there. And I'm joined by my uh, guest co-host, uh, Vani, who is a fintech and life sciences recruiter based in Basel. We're going to do this together. So welcome, Vani, and welcome, Benedict and Vedran. How are you today? Thank you, Rudy. Such a pleasure to be co-hosting this interview with Helvengo. Yeah, thanks very much from our side as well. I'm very happy to be here today. Yeah, same here. Very happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Great. Thank you for making the time. First, I always want to know the backstory of the founders. I'm interested in what motivates you to do this. How did you get to do what you do today? Why have you started the business? And also your two co-founders. So how do you complement each other? How did you find each other? From my side, it's kind of, I come from an entrepreneurial family background. And my father is a first generation immigrant, came to Switzerland. I always call it existential entrepreneurship because he didn't have a vision for his company, but he just wanted to start something to, to earn money. So I was born into that background, but always wanted to have something bigger, not just for existence reason, but also to have a vision behind a company. And then very early on after my studies, I, I had the luck to join WeFox, which became one of the biggest intro techs in Europe and learn actually alongside great founders, the tools and tricks of the trade. And that was actually clear to, I want to do it myself once I learned from them enough. Yeah, from my from my side, I think, yeah, also we are sharing kind of a story and some time at WeFox. For me, right after school, it was clear that I wanted to go into the business area. So I studied business during the university. I actually, uh, you know, always thought about, is it going to be consulting or entrepreneurship? After university, it was clear to me I wanted uh, to rather work in, in the tech space. So I got the chance to to actually join Google at the, at the Dublin EMEA headquarters, really got into that tech scene there. And from there really into the entrepreneurship space. As uh, Vedran had mentioned, we actually met at WeFox, yeah, the number one insure tech company in Europe by now and, uh, and today. And yeah, so it was definitely a great ride. Yeah, and then we took the decision together to, to start Helvengo, which yeah, we're very happy to have done so far. Vedran, can you tell us more about Helvengo? What is Helvengo? How does it work? Why now? Mm-hmm, sure. Helvengo is basically a digital insurance MGA. So for people who are not from the insurtech space, MGA is a managing general agent. So on the front, we act as insurance company. So if an SME comes, if a customer comes and wants insurance coverage, we'll get Helvengo policy. Uh, even though in the background, we work with several risk carriers, the big blue ones, the known ones, or reinsurance company who cover the risk. But our goal is to really have as much of the value chain possible in-house to digitalize it, to automate it, so that our customers have a 
basically seamless journey to, to cover their insurance needs without having the hassle of, of the, the risk carrying in-house. All right. So what is the problem that you're trying to solve? Why do SMEs need you? Why do they uh, not go directly to the big blues or others, other insurers, uh, but they need to go through you? Basically, SMEs in general very rarely go to, to the insurance companies themselves. So they usually go to the broker. And that's also our approach. The pain that is currently happening or the challenging that are currently happening are from a broker side. So the broker, especially for small SMEs um, or startups, the amount of work that the broker has to do to insure them is actually the same for a two, three, four, five employee company as it is for a 20, 30 employee company. But the part, the commission and then the provision is basically a fraction of it. So our goal is really there for the broker. We know he has this challenge. We know he loses time and also sometimes focus and motivation to, to properly consult those companies because the reward is, is much smaller for him. So our approach there is really let's make that journey for the broker as easy as possible. At the end, the broker is for us the gatekeeper. He decides if it's going to be one of the big blue companies that insures his, his client, SME client or another one. And for us, it's really, let's be the best partner for that broker. Let's solve his problems. Let's solve his process that is currently very manual and very time consuming. And then we're sure we'll also get the, the SME customers of that broker. I think in addition to that, also speaking of experience, we obviously founded Havango just just recently and also had to go through this process. And yeah, we have to say getting the right insurance actually took us two to three weeks, right? So for us as an as a company that has a lot to achieve and uh, and little time, it actually was a lot of effort along the way to go there and get the right insurance. So with with a solution like Havango and an enabled broker with through technology, we would have been able to finalize that within probably a day and not be waiting for like two to three weeks. And are we talking about property insurance or, or what? Yes, exactly. So at this stage, we're talking about PNC insurance, and this is where we start, but we actually have the goal to actually build a, a full portfolio. This is actually particularly also the feedback that we receive from our brokers, um, our distribution partners, that they would actually like to have solutions and a digital solution to, to provide to their clients across the board. What other products are you thinking about uh, considering last 12 months of business interruption, right? Definitely, yes. Even though, obviously, as we've seen in the pandemic, I think it's yeah, it's very hard to tackle this topic of a pandemic. There is obviously a lot of a lot of insurance products that that we can serve, where we can actually cover the risks of a lot of SMEs uh, and startups, particularly. And this is what we really aim for to make their life worry free and really successful as entrepreneurs. Right. So let's dive into it. What is your unique advantage? How do you differ from other solutions out there for SMEs especially? I think our, our solution is kind of split into two, two parts. For one, we have the risk analysis part, which is an AI-based risk analysis, where we always say, if, if a customer goes through our journey, especially the risk analysis journey, it's not just selling them insurance, showing them what they need. It's actually educating them. The goal is really if a customer goes through a journey, he understands actually his risk at the end better than before. He knows his company better. He knows what kind of yeah, risk and challenges it might face. And uh, then from there, the second part is really the automated underwriting, the automated, let's say, contract journey, where we say right now it needs two to three weeks to get an offer, to get a quote and to get a policy from an insurance carrier because there's a lot of manual processes with us. 
if the risk analysis fits, if he says, okay, I understand everything, I want those covered, within five to 10 minutes, he convert, can convert that analysis in a policy. And how do you guys make your money? Yes, we basically work very closely with brokers and other distribution partners. For us, it's obviously very important for, that these partners actually would not would not get less than if they would be selling any other insurance product. We actually want to enable them to earn the same amount of money, but to be able to to actually do better consultation and with a more efficient process. Now, this means that we would actually also obviously pay pay provision, pay commission, and we actually get the money from, from the insurance company that actually pay us um, a certain margin on top. They do that particularly because we actually deliver them yeah, tailor-made and fully finalized contracts into their backend system. And for the less effort they would actually need to invest in, in closing these contracts, they would also provide us with, a, with an additional margin. All right. And you talk about SME from the beginning, but how do you reach them, right? In other words, who are your target customers, regardless of who the end customers are? So are you working, you said you're working with the big blues and things like this. So are you then B2C company or do you also reach the SMEs directly? Just uh, if you could clarify a little bit. Uh, currently, we target or our distribution channel is really a B2B2C or actually a B2B2B model in a way because we are convinced that in the insurance business, you need trustful relation relationships. And those trustful relationships actually already exist with uh, brokers in Switzerland and actually in, in almost all of Europe. Still about 70-80% of insurance products in the SME sector are sold via a broker. And this, in our opinion, will not change in the coming years. So our approach there is really to enable those brokers to, to easier and, and better consult their customers. So our users of our platform, of our insurance platform, are brokers. Our customers are their SMEs that are in their portfolio. Okay. So we actually first got connected through one of your investors, Kanye & Co., can you share with us a little bit more about where are you at now in terms of your journey when it comes to product development, your geographic reach, funding, hiring, are you growing? Sure. Yeah, looking back, we've been we've been working on this on on this company Helvengo for the last around 10 months, I think. And uh, since then we actually yeah, have already I think achieved um, a lot. So from the start we actually went into two directions. Obviously, if you want to go into the insure tech space or start a startup in general, having uh, a certain funding is always very important. And we're very grateful that throughout the, the first half year of our journey, we actually received a lot of positive response from, from the investor scene, especially business angels, but also VCs. And uh, you also mentioned one of them, Connie & Co., which uh, yeah, is, is a great investor to support us from an early stage. On the other side, we have yeah, worked tirelessly on our product, so we were actually able Able to build out our product quite quickly we have um, found first risk carriers that would actually also support us on our journey we have built a first uh, technical product um, that is now available to the first brokers for the first since a couple of weeks and uh, yeah so it's definitely uh, a fun ride a big adventure and we're tackling every day as the first day to really push the boundaries and and get us off the ground how big is your team right now right now we are 11 people we actually have obviously a number of product and and tech people on board that support our product development then obviously also some support in the areas of sales um, marketing and yeah some all all around talent um, that can basically jump into onto every challenge we face and are supporting us on solving them and yeah this uh, this has gotten us so far we're obviously 
very much yeah looking forward to also growing the team we're particularly looking for additional roles in the area of product management but also in our service team operations team and in sales so there will be more coming up and we're happy to also if there's if there's any interest out there get some first contacts it sounds like you and we need to have another discussion anyway after this podcast and where are you based, obviously, when you're not at home, right? We're actually based in Zurich. We were quite lucky to get a nice office in uh, Zurich Enge. Apart from that, if we're at home, Bene and my other co-founder, Felix, they are in Zurich. And me, I commute from Basel every second, third day. All right. Okay, I see. A nice neighborhood. I didn't know Enge is the the hub for the entrepreneurs, but you're it's it's close to the the insurers and the reinsurers of this world, right? Exactly. Actually, from our windows, we watch down to Swiss Re, just waiting to, to approach them in a more collaborative partnership. I see. Once they finish the construction. Okay. All right. So, of course, not everything goes according to the plan when you are a startup founder, right? And we are on the continent and where people don't really want to talk about the things when they didn't work out. This is not the culture where people say that fail fast and fail as much as you can and things like this. But nevertheless, you're doing great. So can you share some lessons learned from your journey and tell other potential entrepreneurs or founders who are thinking about starting or growing their business what to avoid, what they should do better than you managed to do, perhaps, and educate people a little bit. Sure. So as you said, I think, and I'm a strong believer that sharing these kind of lessons is a very important piece to the whole, whole entrepreneurial journey, especially in Europe, where things not going that well, or even failure is sometimes yeah, considered as such and not as a learning experience. And I think for us internally, and this is also what we want to shape within our culture, really doing things fast and then realizing that it might not have been the best way is, is much better than not doing them. This is definitely something that we foster and that we also tell everyone that is joining our team and continuously tell and yeah work on so our team acts upon it in addition to that i think one one major one major learning for me is not yet part of the or from the helvengo journey it is rather something that i realized over the course of time for me joining a team of very experienced founders by joining wefox at a very early stage really yeah gave me, yeah, I think a lot of experiences, a lot of sites and viewpoints on, on entrepreneurship that I, that I value a lot and can now apply also in our journey at Helvengo. So if there's anyone out there who might not have an idea yet, but definitely wants to go into that entrepreneurial space, it is always good to actually work together with, with serial founders, with founders that have experience in that space, learn from them, and then take the entrepreneurial journey at, at a later stage when you feel like you have the right the right idea to to assess in the market and from my side maybe also really one concrete learning that i realized since helvengo started after wefox i also had i started my, my own crm agency which we did basically for insurance brokers adapting crms and also coding uh, from scratch new ones and the difference between then and now is really having the right co-founders it's a really a different dynamic Despite the experience that everybody brings to the table to have different mindsets and different approach to solution finding, to problem solving. And I think Helvengo actually quite quickly grew and we had such success in such early stage because we have those three different mindsets to, to problem solving, to in general, how we approach company building. And it's just a great mix to have 
great co-founders alongside who, who do a vision with you together. I can imagine that is supremely important to have sparring partners, so to speak, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't always have to be, like I said, the same. I think there's a lot of already, there were a lot of, let's say, arguments we had where we basically at the end found a solution that worked for everybody because you talk about it, you stand your point, you see the other point of view, you realize, okay, maybe my thinking was wrong. Okay, let's go that way and or another way. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really about also challenging the ideas, right? And really making sure that we, we challenge each other also in terms of the accountability. What obviously should not happen is that we that we basically set up a democratic view on decision making, because then you might not actually reach the best possible solution, but you would rather want to go for really a, a yeah, bulletproof, challenged and yeah fully accountable solution in the end. Where do you see yourselves towards the end of the year? What would you have hoped to have done? And also in the future, what does the future look like for Helvengo? Yeah, currently our, let's say our goals for this year and the year beyond are kind of three pillars. The one is the market growth in Switzerland. So as Ben said, we started two, three weeks with the, with the live version, still only for our alpha and beta brokers. So we are working there very close with them, get feedback, improve the last points of the product to basically then go into a big go live to all the brokers in Switzerland. So that's one pillar. The second is international expansion. We plan this year to go internationally with a strong focus on Germany, a little bit due to the background of our investors. We have uh, with Hypoport one very large DAX traded company uh, from Germany as investors, and they are very strong in the real estate insurance and mortgage space in Germany and basically want us or waiting for us to to join them in Germany and offer us their support there. And the third pillar is the next funding round. So we will soon start the next funding round, which will be a lot bigger than the current one to tackle those basically two first pillars. Great stuff. Fingers crossed. It sounds like you're quite busy, so I'm not sure you have time to read, but I typically ask people as well on the podcast if they have any business book they can recommend, or it could be a documentary or a business-related movie related to the topics that we're talking about. And of course, it doesn't have to be from last 12 months, but anything that inspired you and you would like to recommend to, to potential to, to, the, to the listeners. Sure. Yeah, I think, as you said, the reading time has definitely decreased over over the last couple of months, but over the weekend and when there are a bit quieter times, I still tend to, to choose one or the other book. One thing or one book that actually has inspired me a lot over the past couple of years is Delivering Happiness by, by the Zappos founder, uh, Tony Shai, who recently passed away, unfortunately. I think a great book really looking into passion, purpose, and how you can actually yeah, build a company, have fun doing it, have a great culture in place, and still also have a view on profit and your financials and have your business growing. Definitely a great read that I would recommend for every yeah, potential founder, future founder to read. Where can interested parties reach you? Definitely pop by our website, look around and see if we we can actually be of any service to you. There's uh, also some contact forms, but uh, please also always feel free to reach out directly to us. So my email address is benedict at helvengo.ch and um, we are happy to assist in, in any way we can. Thank you, Benedict and Vetran, and good luck to Helvengo. Thank you very much. Thanks very much for having us again. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Voice of Fintech podcast. If you haven't already, check out also voiceoffintech.com, where you will find all the episodes and additional resources related to the podcast. You can also subscribe to Voice of Fintech on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast app that you like. 
If you have any suggestions on the topics or guests or how to make this podcast better for you, please email us at info at voiceofintech.com. Happy to hear from you. Thank you.